Well, hi everyone. You are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And if you feel like taking a shot, grab one. It's hot. <laughs> and I'm just sipping on some wine. And, so. And rainy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very rainy. It's hot and rainy, which sucks. It <laughs> means the humidity was 95% this morning when I checked. Mm. You might as well just swim. Yeah. Through the air. <laughs> In the swamp that is Kentucky right now. Oh, goodness gracious. Hammy and I were both sweating this morning after our walk. <laughs> I was outside for maybe a total of five minutes and I just went, nope. <laughs> and like, <laughs> went back in. <laughs> yeah, it was prob- it was already really hot when you were outside, I'm sure. We were up at like 7.30 and outside. Which is usually when it's the most pleasant, and um, but not so when you have ninety five percent humidity. It wasn't terrible, but it was you definitely got sticky quick. I need to start getting up earlier. I feel good when I get up early. I just it didn't happen today. It definitely didn't happen today. I'm so mad at myself. I literally just walked up, handed her my insurance and ID, and I said, "I'm an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to give people context, Kay. Yeah, I um, I had a doctor's appointment at eleven o'clock this morning, and I woke up at eleven o four. Um, <laughs> so I was a whole thirty minutes late getting to the doctor, and somehow still managed oh, to get in. To be fair, to be fair, I've like waited there for an hour because they've been so behind. So, Mm. I think one time was warranted. I don't want to make a habit of it, but also, like... Yeah. I was fine. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I, uh, I've woken up... (laughs) I've had, like, doctor's appointments at 9.30 or whatever, woken up at 9 and been, like... and, And, like, as in a doctor's appointment up in Louisville, like, two hours away. Oh, shit. And woken up and been, like, oh, shit! And then called to reschedule, and then they were, like, your appointment's tomorrow? <laughs> and... <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. And then the receptionist and I had a good laugh, and... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that panic. There's nothing like that panic. No. Uh, the the amount of force. Besides that... waking up and realizing that you're late for work already. Yeah. The amount of force that went into me slamming my hand down on my bed. I, <laughs> I just, I woke oh, up, no. realized what time it was, slammed my hand on the bed and went, fuck! And stood up and mm-hmm. got dressed and ran out the door. <laughs> Still in my sleep shirt and everything. I just threw on some jean shorts and a bra. And I'm in my $5 Walmart t-shirt that's been through the washer entirely too many times. (laughs) And there I was. Looking hot as all hell. Oh, yeah. Looked real sexy. (laughs) Hair was everywhere. Sleep. 
dust still in my eyes. Gross. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Mm. I didn't have anything like that happen today. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm very a glad. Very chill, very chill day until it started thunderstorming and then I was working in bed because I can't get comfortable anywhere anymore and even being working in bed isn't fully comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I got up to pee. It started thunderstorming and then I came back and my dog was <laughs> buried in my pillows behind me. <laughs> my poor little buddy. He, he just now before him. we started recruit. Yes. Well, mommy's pillow is the best, is the safest place in the house, apparently. <laughs> Whether mommy's head is on that pillow or not is irrelevant. <laughs> and uh, he's going to get on that pillow. So I've many a night woken up to my head being clawed off. <laughs> which is a really fun way to wake up because then you react and you pull and then uh, your hair comes out because oh. there's a 40-pound dog laying on your hair with his claws digging into your scalp. Oh. It's really fun. He's really cute, thankfully. So <laughs> so you can't get mad at him. It's like, yeah, that's like his one thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's a really, really good boy. MVP of this pregnancy, for real. Like, oh man. Has gone with me on all the walks, kept me active, kept me from sitting and laying around for too long. He's a good boy. Could you? My goodness. Could you imagine if you had Star (laughs) while you were pregnant? No. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I don't know that you'd be able to handle it. I think that would be the last straw. (laughs) I wouldn't. I would. I absolutely wouldn't. I love Hirsch, but she's a brat, and no. <laughs> yeah. I love her so very Especially much. Especially with her peeing all over everything. I no, nope. <laughs> nope. She's an old girl. That wouldn't work. Yeah, she's having a rough work. time, and I know that she's yeah. scared uh, all the time because she yeah. can't hear anything. So. It's got to be really unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm Poor trying to put it in that context. Whenever she pisses me off, I'm like, she's just mm-hmm. scared. That's all it is. Yeah. It's hard. That's what we have to tell ourselves when he does that crap at night. Mm-hmm. Especially on days, you know, when we were both going to work. That was really bad. Yeah. Because Josh was having to get up at like 4.30 in the morning. And if he lost two or three hours of sleep, I mean, he was done for. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we had to really be diligent about checking the weather. And if we ever slacked and he wasn't drugged and or sedated in some way during a thunderstorm, I mean, it's over. We're both losing two hours of sleep. Yeah. And it's really hard to not get frustrated. Yeah. Because you're like, dude, it's rain. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's fine. (laughs) It's rain and we're inside. You're totally fine. You literally couldn't be in a better position. (laughs) There's a loud monster that comes with it. Yes, I'm talking about you. Mm -hmm. Hi, sweetie. Yeah, I'm talking about you and how crazy you are sometimes. I love you. (laughs) He just plopped his head back down. (laughs) And then sighed audibly. Goofball. All right. Well, shall we begin? 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no? Is that <laughs> your answer? Because... <laughs> I mean, we are recording, so <laughs> we have to start. <laughs> it's this was surprisingly what? upsetting. It was surprisingly upsetting. Yes, um, um, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, not not okay. Not at all because of the actual thing that it is, but because of everything around it, mm-hmm. which is very upsetting and sad. So, um, yeah, let's take a bite of this um weird taco so let's see (laughs) spaghetti taco Uh, so this week yes this week we are talking about surrogacy surrogacy cool so (laughs) cool um, (laughs) ouch oh fuck oh i can't get comfortable i'm sorry Oh, you're okay. Ugh. If I sit in one position for too long, I my, I start to get sore. Hmm. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Remember the other day when you were like, enjoy it, you're only pregnant once, or whatever. It's only your first pregnancy once. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I know. It's, it's not It's not fun. <laughs> I know, honey. Oh, goodness. The grass is always Ooh, okay. greener, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Ugh, all right. I don't envy you. It's honestly just the aches and pains. It's just constant, and you can't get any relief. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the people that want to do this for a living. So, um, Because they get, like, $50,000. <laughs> like... And they should. <laughs> yeah. You're putting your body through so much. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. so um, let's let's go ahead and uh, define this. So surrogacy is an arrangement often supported by a legal agreement whereby a woman, the surrogate mother, agrees to bear a child for another person or persons who will become the child's parents after birth. Um, so people may seek a surrogacy arrangement when pregnancy is medically impossible when pregnancy risks are too dangerous for the intended mother, or when a single man or male couple wishes to have a child. Um, So, uh, male homosexual relationships, of course, one of them can't get pregnant like a lesbian couple can. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) you kind of are down to adoption or surrogacy. (laughs) One of the two. And adoption um, is surprisingly hard for gay people in this country. It's very hard. It's hard for everyone. Like, yeah. let's be real for just a second. It's hard for everybody to adopt. Yeah. It's an impo- It's ridiculously difficult for everyone. And it's even harder for gay couples, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, surrogacy is considered one of the many assisted, one of many assisted reproductive technologies. Um, so, and again... Like we kind of jokingly mentioned earlier, in surrogacy arrangements, monetary compensation may or may not be involved. Um, If anybody's seen Friends, we know that Phoebe did that for free Mm -hmm. for her brother um, and his wife because they couldn't conceive because she was so old. And, (laughs) um, oh, that's such a troubling relationship. Um, (laughs) But but also there are some places... (laughs) There are some places where 
like you're literally not allowed to accept payment for being a surrogate mother. True. True. Um, and that's where this got upsetting for me because there are places where surrogacy is illegal completely mm-hmm. in this country as well. <sighs> Hashtag reproductive rights. So, okay, so receiving money for the arrangement is known as commercial surrogacy. Um, and the legality and cost of surrogacy varies widely between jurisdictions, sometimes resulting in problematic international or interstate surrogacy arrangements. So sometimes you've got to leave the fucking state mm-hmm. so you can have a child. Yep. Because that makes sense. Um, couples seeking a surrogacy... Why can't we just be fucking consistent as a nation? Can we just, like, lock all this shit in, tie it up so that nobody can ever get rid of it ever again, and be done with it? Like, reproductive rights should just be, like, in the Constitution. Yeah. And untouchable. It's just... It's also... It's so hard because we started out... Uh, Like, let's just be real. We're all, we are 50 separate countries. Uh, Mm -hmm. So why even have, uh, like, why even have laws at a national level if every law that the state passes goes against that? Like, it's just, it's a whole nother topic. And it's... We just need to clean, we need to clean some house. Yeah. But we're not going to do that because we can't get the... people out of congress oh yeah we're working on it we're working on it yep hashtag vote the deadline is coming up Mm -hmm. i said tomorrow last week me too tomorrow yeah (gasps) it is tomorrow oh shit Mm -hmm. my husband's ballot is sitting on the kitchen table i'm gonna make him do that tonight he has he needed to do it this over the weekend i know I told him he needed to do it over the weekend, and he rolled his eyes at me. Oh. So, um, yeah. I was like, no, seriously, the deadline's coming up. It's not going to be counted. <laughs> you you have to get it done. Um, he needs to get it done tonight and then go drop it in the, post- in the, in the blue box mm-hmm. down the street. That's what needs to happen. Yep. So, uh, so it goes out first thing. But whatever. Not my ballot. Mine's done. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> we're probably not registered for the same thing anyway, but it's fine. I don't care. Um, lost my place. Lost my place. Oh, yeah. So, couples seeking a surrogacy arrangement in a country where it is banned sometimes travel to a jurisdiction that permits it. Um, so what's the fucking point of it being illegal? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because that's just like. Like having dry and wet counties. It does nothing but hurt your economy because everyone's just going to go to the next county and buy their booze on Sunday. Yep. Why do you think that does anything? You're just hurting your economy. There is a foot in my ribcage. Stop it. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Why do you want to stretch that way? There's a whole horizontal way you can stretch. Ooh. All right. So, um... Uh, in some countries surrogacy is legal only if money does not exchange hands so we're not getting into that right now Mm -hmm. um there's a word here called fertility tourism which sounds upsetting so um 
Where commercial surrogacy is legal, couples may use the help of, a th of third party agencies to assist in the process of surrogacy by finding. Mm, by finding a surrogate and arranging sur and arranging a sur surrogacy oh my god i can't fucking speak and arranging a surrogacy contract with her these these agencies often screen sur oh god i'm so sorry you guys i'm getting kicked in the stomach it's okay uh, and i've made it worse because i had coffee cuz i was feeling sleepy so it's <laughs> this is going to be an adventure and you're going to have to just bear with me because I'm not going to be able to fix fix this in editing. So mm -hmm. um, <laughs> these agencies often screen surrogates psychological and other medical tests uh, to ensure the best chance of healthy gestation and delivery. So, um, you know, I'm sure that there's things in those contracts of like you need to eat properly and take your take your vitamins and mm -hmm. not inhale stupid stuff. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Which... If this is someone's job, I'm sure they take it seri seriously because mm -hmm. you're putting yourself through an awful lot to half-ass it. Yeah. Honestly. Um, so uh, they usually facilitate all legal matters concerning the intended parents and the surrogate. So generally the surrogate has no legal right to the child because it's not their child. Mm -hmm. um, generally, biologically, it's not their child. So, But the only thing I would see, unless unless a gay couple gets a um, like an egg donor too. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the other half of that kid could be your surrogate. So it's, there, there's a lot to consider. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a couple of different methods and then we'll get into some other things. Oh, real fast. So, um, I wanted to talk about cost real fast cause I was curious. Mm -hmm. What's, what do you, did you, did you come across cost? I did. I saw a range. Holy shit. Yeah, I saw too. a range between a hundred thousand to hundred fifty thousand. That's not what I saw. Uh, mine was much lower than that, but still fucking high. Yeah. So, um, from surrogate surrogate dot com, it says uh, reproductive possibilities include a list um, of estimated expenses with a total expenses estimating sixty grand to eighty grand. However, this amount does not. Include costs for the medical procedure and pregnancy. See, this... So that's just for implantation uh, and covering the cost of paying your surrogate, I think. Oh, shit. Okay, I think mine was just covering the surrogate fee and the medical cost. I think that's where that one came from. Because yeah, medical procedures West are so Coast, expensive in this country. Yes. West Coast surrogacy provides an average cost estimate... Of sixty grand to one hundred and twenty grand, depending on individual arrangements, and I mean that you've got to factor in what if there's a complication, you know, mm -hmm. what if extra ex extra ultrasounds need to happen and extra testing, which is what happened to me because mm -hmm. someone was cantankerous and didn't cooperate during their um, first, um, you know, imaging. <laughs> so I had to go back for more. I had to have a whole separate a whole separate appointment and go back in a, a month later and get more pictures taken you know so oh it's everything looks good though thank god but still um okay so let's talk methods so tr the traditional method hang on let me get zoom in Ooh, what whoa too far okay so um there's two different types. There's traditional and gestational. So a traditional surrogacy, known at, also known as partial 
natural or straight surrogacy is one is one where the surrogates the surrogate's egg is fertilized by the intended father fathers or a donator or a donor sperm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's think back because surrogacy has been around for a very very long time since the dawn of time. One might say. Yeah. And um, so they didn't they they didn't have in vitro sper- <laughs> sperm donors at the time. So it was hey. Why don't you go sleep with this lady? See if you can have a baby with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll bring it home and we'll pretend like I had it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually happens in Outlander. The uh, the guy who's like the main laird of the clan has a condition, a really bad like genetic bone deformity and stuff like that that also comes with impotence. Mm-hmm. And he has to further he has to have an heir so his brother fucks his wife and oh so it's still the same bloodline Mm -hmm. which is great it's just not his (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly um so yeah so it's hey sleep with my brother he can have our child you can have our child well it'll still be our child but yeah Mm -hmm. um and then, thankfully, we've now moved forward to <laughs> um, in vitro fertilization. I'm not sure why they don't do that in The Handmaid's Tale, but... Yeah. You know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> if, the intended sper- if the intended father's sperm is used in the insemination, the resulting child is genetically related to both the father and the surrogate. Mm-hmm. So, see where I'm going there? Um, in some cases, insemination may be performed privately by the parties without the intervention of a... D- now, see, and then the one that I just described was kind of reversed. Mm-hmm. So, um, in some cases, insemination may be performed privately by the parties without the intervention of a doctor or physician. Wink, wink. Meaning... Bow, chicka, bow, bow. Yeah. Or... Um, <laughs> In some jurisdiction, or, you know, um, I did also hear of a lesbian couple who went and found a donor, and he jerked off in a cup in the bathroom of the Airbnb, and then she turkey-basted her wife. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, also that. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't need to pay, you know, 20 grand or whatever to have a doctor use the syringe in the same way that you can. So, I mean, it's basic shit um and you know if you're also having to pull an egg out create an embryo and implant that that's a different thing and you need a doctor for that for sure (laughs) but just like squirting sperm in a in a vag we've been doing that for centuries yep so um yeah, you may or may not need you may not, may not need a doctor. Um, in some jurisdictions, the intended parents using donor sperm need to go through an adoption process, which makes sense um, to have legal parental rights of the resulting child. Mm-hmm. Uh, many fertility centers that provide for surrogacy assist the parties through the legal process, which is great. Yeah, you also always want to find a place that can do it all do give you everything in one. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, okay. And then gestational surrogacy. So gestational surrogacy, also known as host or full surrogacy, uh, which was first achieved in April 1986, 80s, 
mm-hmm. making shit happen. Um, <laughs> it takes place when an embryo created by in vitro fertilization or IVF technology is implanted in a surrogate. So this is where the surrogate has absolutely no relation to the child that they're carrying. Yeah. Um, Which is probably so the best when, case scenario. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially legally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and... Um, I don't know. You, I, I found a really interesting story that I had never heard of with, with a condition, a health condition that I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. That, and this is where it would, it could be really fun to find somebody to be your surrogate that you know, so that you can be around and feel the kicks and yeah, not feel weird. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, to now to each his own. That's what I would want. I would still want to be around for the pregnancy. I'd be very sad that I wasn't a part of it. But I mean, it would be kind of like second. Like, closer adoption, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, except that the kid is fully biologically yours. Yeah. Um, I believe that Elizabeth Banks had both of her children this way. Elizabeth so. Banks. Yeah. I know that name. I'm. Yes, you do. Have I'm, you seen The Hunger Games? She plays Effie. Oh! Uh, oh. She's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. I... I knew that. I I actually <laughs> just like binged the Hunger Games this last week. But Yeah, I need to read those again. It's about time. Yeah, it's... I need to finish reading my pre- pregnancy book that I still haven't finished. <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that. Before I can that. read anything else. Yeah, before I can read anything else, I have to finish that. Because guess what? Sorry, tangent for a second. There are no birthing classes being offered right now. Because of COVID. Of course there's not. I'm surprised they wouldn't so do those on Zoom. So guess what Carrie gets to do for her first pregnancy? Self-study. Oh. <laughs> Independent study. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm sorry. My poor doctor just looked at me and he was like, oh, you are anxious, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I checked anxiety and depression on my <laughs> check-in sheet when I first became your patient, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I mean, it is nature. It pretty much takes care of itself. (laughs) I was like, you better be right. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. (laughs) My eyes just, like, popped out of my head. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I came home and I was like, we have to read everything. (laughs) Oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, the embryo was created using the intended father's sperm. Uh, sperm and the intended mother's egg. That's one way. Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, so here's a an instance where possibly uh, the woman is infertile. Mm-hmm. So uh, the impr- embryo is created using the fa- father's sperm and a donor egg. So still not the surrogate's egg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the embryo is created using the intended mother's egg and donor sperm. So fl- so it's it's possible for both from both ends. Either partner could be could be infertile for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um or a fully donor embryo is transferred to a surrogate Mm -hmm. um such 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 an embryo may be available when others undergoing ivf have embryos left over which they donate which is beautiful Mm -hmm. and lovely and i did not know that that was a thing and that is lovely if you have done that high fives yeah because there are people who can't do either if if both partners are infertile you can't what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. you know 
Um, and this is the surefire way. I mean, it's sad that this sounds less complicated than having to adopt. Yeah. Because when you go through an adoption, even if you've adopted while the woman's pregnant, mm-hmm. she could still change her mind. You know what I'm saying? And she yeah. gets to mm-hmm. if she wants. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you're adopting out of the foster care system, we've already been over that. But that's a whole other bucket of worms if you want a hundred percent guarantee that you're getting a child and even then it's not a hundred percent guaranteed because so much can go wrong during pregnancy but still it's like this is the most straightforward way that you can do it which is really sad honestly but also great at the same time because it's an option i so I have PCOS, so there is a very high chance that I'm not going to be able to get pregnant and stay pregnant. So it's really nice that there's this option. There's options, yes. Yeah. Yeah. True. But there's also a lot of technology, so I highly doubt that that's true for you. Hopefully not. To be honest with you. Maybe one Um, day. Yeah, there's a lot of options and a lot of medicine. Yeah. I've, Even if you have to be on like in the bed for your entire pregnancy, I can tell you from experience, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> bed rest is nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've just been preparing. I haven't myself. been on strict bed rest, but I have been at home. <laughs> I've been preparing myself since I was 14 for like probably not being able to have one because i've kind of known that i've had this since i was 14 no one wanted to diagnose me but we were running tests for it when i was 14 and they explained like all of the risk and like they were like it's either going to be very 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 hard or incredibly easy which is two different ends of the spectrum and i'm like yeah it's (laughs) that's not an answer actually (laughs) can you tell me you've literally said nothing Um, I mean, it's truly probably just down to the situation and the conditions as to when you get pregnant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then taking the steps and the care to make sure that it works. Yeah. So. So. We'll see. It's not anywhere close to time for that for me yet, though. But, um. No, definitely not. (laughs) Can't do it right now. Okay. (laughs) So. So I've got a, uh, yeah, no, no. Um, so I've got a, t- a short little timeline mm-hmm. um, here, which is fun because you know how much I love history. Yeah. So this is, again, this is from surrogate.com. I really liked this website. Um, so this is a little chunk on their website called um, About Surrogacy from the Bible to Today, the, hist- the History of Surrogacy. Okay. Um, so I just had never thought about the traditional kind <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Um, so I was, you know, thinking somewhere around maybe the 17, maybe the 19, 1800s, uh-huh. but no, turns out Bible times, BCE, which I think should be BCEE before Christ ever existed, <laughs> um, but whatever, um, <laughs> long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, but not really, <laughs> um, the first, so the first mention can be f- uh, the first mention of surrogacy can be found in the book of Genesis. So not only biblical times, but the first fucking book, y'all. Uh-huh. Um, in the story of Sarah and Abraham. For those of you who went to Sunday school, you know this story. For those of you who are less familiar, 
let's dive in. <laughs> um, so Sarah and Abraham were married but could not conceive because they were like 80. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> could not conceive a child of their own. Um, so that's actually what... Um, what prompted this was that Sarah was like literally 90 years old. They'd been trying to have a kid. They could not have children their entire marriage. And then the Lord was like, well, I'm going to give you so many children. And they were like, I'm, uh, I'm 90. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> what do you mean? You, you, cre- you created us. You know, I'm not fertile for this long. Like, <laughs> um, and so, um, so Sarah turned to her servant Hagar to be the mother of her ch- of Abraham's child. So they were like, if I mean, like, there, there's just no way, like, just mm-hmm. we could have a child through her, though. So this is a case of traditional surrogacy, where the surrogate uses her own egg and the child she's carrying for her intended parents. Um, even though Sarah was not biologically related to the baby, she and Abraham both changed the, uh, claim the child as their own. So um, up until about not, thirty years ago, tra- not entirely. no, I know. No, that's not true. I know. That's not the whole story. <laughs> yeah. But just for the bare bones situation of this story, yeah. that that was their intention. So um, up until about 30 years ago, traditional surrogacies like this were the only way intended parents could create a child through surrogacy, mm-hmm. which is why there's still such a stigma around it, which I didn't even know. There was <laughs> This is this other surprisingly dark. This is where it gets surprisingly upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um. So traditional surrogacy remained a taboo topic because it feels like you're being unfaithful. Yeah. Because up until, you know, up until we had, like, fucking medical equipment, I mean, it was P and the V. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was not... They, they didn't have a fucking syringe <laughs> in their tent. <laughs> no turkey <laughs> you know basters. No. <laughs> no. No. Um... Fucking Abraham. Mm-hmm. Dude performed his own circumcision. And you, you think there was anesthesia? No. Um, he had it rough, y'all. Um, <laughs> poor Abraham. So, um, up until... Uh, do, do, oh, I just said that. Uh, so, traditional surrogacy remained a taboo topic up until the 20th century due to the stigmas associated with infertility and, quote-unquote, illegitimate children. Which we don't use that term anymore. Um, during this time, surrogates, surrogate pregnancies could have been, would have been conceived naturally, which would, which would be shameful for married couples. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also, you know, not only is there the stigma of your quote unquote being unfaithful, which you're not really, it's just a transaction. Yeah. Um, but I could see where that could ruffle some feathers. And then there's also the, the part that this woman is carrying a child and she's generally unmarried if she's in that situation. Yeah. So that's not great either. So we're not great to women. So (laughs) I'm sure it was like a double stigma. It just wasn't great. And so it would have been something that wasn't talked about and kept secret and all kinds of arrangements for, like, someone to maybe leave the country and carry the child and come back when the baby's born. Or there might be theater involved where a pregnancy is faked. I mean, you just, you never know. I mean, it was the fucking 1800s and all of that, too. You know, it's just, I I can see where where there would be a lot of talk and a lot of chatter and where you would want to make sure that you had kept this as secret as possible. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, there's no reason for that now mm-hmm. at all. People who judge people for this kind of thing are assholes. So, okay. Yep. Um, <clears throat> 1884 is the next step <laughs> since biblical time, the first advancement uh-huh. since 
biblical time, since BC, since Genesis, <laughs> the literal start of Earth. <laughs> oh, Lord. We don't even have a year for this story. <laughs> we have no years. We, we, we have no years. We don't understand. There are no years. It is not the year of our Lord. Like, before the Lord. <laughs> it's before the Lord. Oh, goodness. Before time began. Um, <laughs> what so, year is it? I, I mean, I don't know. Christ two. was born. So, I mean, I guess, how old is he? <laughs> right? But Yours not, because he wasn't. No. None of that existed. I don't even think they had calendars, really, except the Mayans did, but shit. All right. Um, the Mayans were a little there dyslexic. Was a of, there was, and this well, is the actual year. There was also year. a lot of just... There was also just a lot of desert wandering. Yeah. <laughs> where the Bibles, where the, all the Bible stuff takes place. So <laughs> there was a lot of sand and a lot of tents, and let's just get through the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So... Um, <coughs> I've got a goat. We're good. Like, it's... <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So, and now the ne- the first advancement comes in 1884. Also not a great time to be alive. Mm-hmm. So, the first... This was the first successful artificial insemination of a woman was completed. And in 1884, you best believe people were talking shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, you talk did shit, what? Get and hit, what? Bitch, and then like... what did what? <laughs> yes. You masturbated into a cup? Oh, the humanity, um, the scandal. Oh, dear. So I didn't finish the sentence. It says the first successful artificial insemination of a woman was completed, although in an ethically questionable way. Oh, no. I wonder what that was. It doesn't say what that was. They don't want to elaborate. (laughs) You're going to give me that and not elaborate. It's highlighted. Let me see. No, no. Stop that. Oh, no, never mind. That sucks. It doesn't say. Uh, I wonder what that was. I have to know. Oh, I wonder if maybe it wasn't consensual for the woman. Oh, yeah. In some way. That's what I would think. Because how do you force a dude to do that? I don't know. Yeah. I want, Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if it was maybe like a servant was forced yeah. kind of situation. Probably. Or something. You know, um, I mean, you know, fucking Hagar probably didn't want to sleep with Abraham. Um, for sure. He was old as fuck. Yeah. Okay. And she was like beautiful and Egyptian and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. So <clears throat> next step, 1975. These huge jumps. Yes. It's huge. You can see where the, uh, whew. Science wasn't really focused, I don't think. <laughs> no. Nah. It never really been focused much on the fertility of women and things like that. So, um, the first ethically completed IVF embry- embryo transfer was successful. So, that means they made an embryo. This is gestational mm-hmm. or whatever. This is modern. Modern surrogacy in 1975. And then in 1976, the first legal surrogacy agreement in the history of surrogacy was broken by lawyer Noel Keene. This was a traditional surrogacy. Uh Uh-oh. 
So it wasn't an IVF one. This one wasn't. Mm. So it was half her kid. Uh-oh. So this was a traditional surrogacy, and the surrogate did not receive any compensation for the pregnancy. Keen used this experience to establish the Infertility Center, which would arrange hundreds of surrogate pregnancies a year and a year and play a key role in the history of surrogacy in the United States. So from that, something good was born. Good. Um, probably one of those one-stop shops of like, all right, let's make the contract. This is binding. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, in 1980, the first, the first compensated surrogacy agreement was arranged between a traditional surrogate and the intended parents. Um, Elizabeth Kane, which is a pseudonym, a pseudonym, it's not even her real name, received 10 grand mm-hmm. to carry a baby for another couple because it was the 80s and money was worth a lot more. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Kane was unprepared for the emotional for the emotions of surrogacy and the challenges she faced after giving birth to the baby. Mm-hmm. So that's not great. She eventually regretted her choice to become a surrogate and wrote about her experiences in a book called Birth Mother, um, which might be a really interesting read. And that is something that I think also is one of the things that surrounds this. That's why they people now go through all the psychology test psychological testing and things like that to make sh- and medical testing to make sure that there's not going to be like, I mean, that's why you get paid so much to do yeah. it. You could be putting yourself through something that can affect you for the rest of your life, physically and mentally. Yeah. They, so um, it, it's huge. I was reading some posts on Reddit from people who, like, have been surrogates and have done it successfully. Um, and there mm-hmm. are so many stipulations. Like, you have to already have one child and be raising it and, like, be financially stable and... Mm-hmm. Uh, they do they put you through four different tests to make sure you can do it and um i mean that makes sense they're trying to that's they're trying to like eliminate to, you've made sure that you already have a kid because you then know what it's like to be pregnant yeah uh, but they're then also your trying, body's been through it yeah they're also trying to eliminate people that are desperate and like this yeah, that's is not good one of the ways that they can make money you know like the girl exactly uh, the woman who um which sucks yeah i will say because dudes can just go whack off in a cup for money and we have to like (laughs) (laughs) but the Uh, the woman who posted this she said um fuck oh yeah she was doing it to pay off her student loans and start saving for a house i feel like i've heard of that yeah but no, like she, like this was just something I mean, o- anonymously. Solid motivation. Yeah. Solid motivation, but you've got to really consider. You really need to be able to compartmentalize. No, she was fine. She like, she did That's fine. Good. Yeah. Good. Um. Okay. So 1984 to 1986. So this is perhaps the most famous case in surrogacy history is the Baby M case God involving a tradition. Oh, okay, I won't do this one. So this is the case that Kay's going to cover here in a second, so I'm not going to read the the thing, but that was a big jump Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And then, hey, you don't have to curse. (laughs) You can just say, hey, that's what I'm doing. No, I just... I didn't read it. (laughs) I know, it was just, it was funny because you hit both of them. Um, I I know I put hey hey (laughs) you don't have an excuse this week I know I posted my notes days ago you could have you could have peaked I know 
You don't get to blame me this time. All right. So <laughs> 19. Now let's uh, jump to 1985. Um, so this says while the baby M case was going on, the first successful gestational surrogacy was completed, mm-hmm. paving the way for future gestational surrogacies to be the norm, which is balls, especially for the 80s. Um <laughs> Because shit was fucked in the 80s. Yeah. So in the in the 30 years to follow, states would continue to place restrictions on traditional surrogacies and surrogacy in general, which is not great, um, but also could be good. I don't know. It's sometimes I feel like res- the word restrictions is wrong because, yeah. like you said, there, there's there has to be guidelines and there has to be legal things drawn up to make sure that the kid isn't going to be traumatized because you're all of a sudden in some legal battle. Yeah. And you, there's just a lot of heartbreak when it comes to fertility things. And we, we have to make sure that things are stable and that legal and <laughs> fair for everyone involved. You know, we go into it knowing exactly where we're going to be on the other end of it. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's, it's important to make sure we're protecting everybody. Yeah. So, um... In response, lawyers and legislators began to establish ways that intended parents could protect their parental rights and surrogacy, usually through a pre-birth or post-birth parentage order. Um, surrogacy agencies and surrogacy professionals also... See, like, you shouldn't have to adopt your own kid. You shouldn't have to fill out adoption papers if it's... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, no, that's my fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> that I ordered, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's fully ours. No part of it belongs to you genetically, you know? It's yeah. like, uh, but still, uh, I can see where that can be. It can make things tied up. It can tie things up a little more neatly. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be a closed door situation, If it, especially if it was a friend of yours or, you know, like Phoebe's situation. She was their aunt. Mm-hmm. She had to see them all the time. So what was the point? Yeah. There was no, she didn't need, to, <laughs> except at the end when she lost her mind and was like, during labor and was like i want to keep one and i was like oh i'm gonna be on the news <laughs> it's one of my favorite reactions of rachel <laughs> oh i'm gonna be on the news um <laughs> um do, 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 do. so surrogacy agencies and surrogacy professionals also became more prominent and more experienced, which is mm-hmm. great, uh, making it easier for both intended parents and prospective surrogates to learn more and participate in the process, which is beautiful. Yeah. So now let's jump to 2004 to 2008. Almost 5,000 children were, bor- were born via surrogacy in the United States during that time frame. That's awesome. High fives, y'all. That's amazing. Families were made. Um, clearly, surrogacy has come a long way from where it was before the late 20th century. Um, and today, the combination of rapidly advancing medicine and the different types of surrogacy available make it much easier, um, actually easier than ever for intended parents to complete their family and for, which is a beautiful way to say it, complete mm-hmm. your family, and for prospective surrogates to change the lives of others forever. Because it is a beautiful thing that you're doing. You just have to make sure that you're in a place where you can. Yeah. And do it successfully. Because no one wants to get hurt. Yeah. Um, the history of surrogacy is just the beginning, and with its ever-changing nature, it's reasonable to expect more that more will be added to the story in the future. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We may not even need human surrogates in the future. Yeah. We might be able to grow them in a robot, but that may not be possible just due to the way that the body is 
naturally able to regulate hormones and things like that. That would be an advanced fucking robot. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) there's a lot of factors that our bodies just naturally do without the need of code. So (laughs) isn't that like kind of the plot line of Gattaca? I've never seen Gattaca. Oh, it was so good. Sure. It came out the year I was born, but I watched it when I was in high school. Um, Oh. Maybe. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, like, um, yeah, like, I think that they're grown. I think they have people that are grown. Yeah, that's a concept in a lot of sci-fi things, I think, too. Yeah. I can't think of... Um, I think that's that they do that in the Matrix. Ah, for sure. But you would love it. It's got Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, and Jude Law in it. I didn't know they were in that. Yeah, girl, I will eat up some Jude Law. Oh, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that man! My God! My God! It's unfair. He's so attractive and so fucking talented. And I just, I can't handle him. He's just my favorite. He's just my favorite. Especially as Dumbledore. My God, I could eat him with a spoon in his little vest. All right. So, um, I have one more little article, unless you're doing that one too. No, I'm just doing two. Okay. So, um, this one is from the Washington Post, because I wanted to get a firsthand account from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um... Especially concerning the stigma, because that's, you know, what we're here to discuss. Yeah. So, um, hang on just a second. I have to take my bra off. My child is all up in my rib cage, and I can't. You're hang good. On. My child has decided to come in and be a brat. <laughs> Your fuzzy child? Mm-hmm. Ow! God damn it. One of the other fun things about pregnancy is that you're super fucking clumsy, and I just misjudged the distance Oh. between, I don't know, I was trying to, trying to grab the bottom of my bra, and I about clawed my own nipple off. Oh, ow. So that was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was great. Ouch. Especially when your nipples are super sensitive because you're fucking pregnant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. <sighs> Hammy. Hammy's looking at me in a very judgmental way. <laughs> okay. So, um, alright. This is an article that I found that was really good from the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called, it's called Surrogacy is Misunderstood and Unfairly Maligned. We Need to Change the Narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was written by Allie Rosen. Allie Rosen? Rosen. Um, and it was published January 24th, 2020. Okay. So, um, When I was pregnant with my son, I didn't announce anything. I let photos of my growing bump speak for themselves. With twins on the way now, I've given a lot of thought to to how to share the news because this pregnancy is completely different. Even twins who, who have seen me in person would never know because my children will be born through a surrogate. Ooh. More and more, children are born through assisted reproductive technology. But where in vitro fertilization has become more commonplace, there remains an air of mystery, suspicion, and misunderstanding around surrogacy. 
I certainly didn't understand it until it became my only biological option to have children. My decision started with a medical mystery that yielded a diagnosis seemingly more fitting for a sci-fi novel. Yet this is crazy. Mm-hmm. After numerous miscarriages and multiple failed rounds of IVF, which is expensive as fuck, yeah. I learned that I am a genetic carrier of HY-restricting HLA class 2 alleles, which means that my son's Y chromosome lingers and attacks all subsequent pregnancies. Oh. What the actual fuck? I've never even heard of that. That's insane. Oh, my God. How do you get tested for that shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> in essence, if you have this small genetic component and you have a boy, your odds of successfully carrying another child are slim to none. That's insane. Could not imagine. Isn't that insane? Yeah. My husband and I could create an embryo, but my body could not carry it. So I started down the rabbit hole of surrogacy. The most pervasive and damaging myth about surrogacy is that women choose it to avoid giving birth or messing up their bodies. That's the judge the judgment that I've heard of the most, yeah. at least. Um, whenever I mentioned the most famous surrogacy advocate, Kim Kardashian, the consensus was that she didn't want to get fat again. In truth, though, she has a dangerous condition called placenta accretia, where the placenta attaches too deeply to the uterine wall. But if Kardashian's open revelations to her ten- tens of millions of social media followers about her life-threatening health struggles couldn't shift the narrative, it's hard to imagine what could. I didn't know she had that. That's so sad. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought they had like three kids. Yeah, they do. Well, they've got more money than God, yeah. so... Um, I knew she was pregnant at least once. It must have been just with the first one. That sucks. Yeah. I don't often feel bad for her, but that sucks. Um, I lost reality, my diamond earring sh- in the ocean. Kim, there are people dying. <laughs> 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 Kim, honey. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's it's, funny. I think it's um, her brother-in-law that just does not put up with her shit. <laughs> <laughs> The reality is most of the people who choose surrogacy are heterosexual couples facing infertility or gay men who want to have a biological child. Yeah. One of the most basic and primal decisions of many people's lives is whether to have children, and if so, how many. It's a decision made in private, without people saying that you'd be doing the world a favor by adopting, which, by the way, is also not easy or straightforward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which we've talked about. Um... Or people asking probing questions about why you chose to have two children instead of just one. People have got to stay out of people's fucking business. Yeah, that's not... Stop that shit. That's not something don't that's up to come... you. No, and don't... My, I will say this. My family, our family was very considerate with us. Mm-hmm. No one came up and was like, when will I get grandchildren? When will I get grandchildren? When are you having a baby? Like, that's like the nightmare of newlywed couples. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And thankfully, our families did not do that. Thankfully, his side of the family already had a grandchild. And (laughs) um, we also were pretty open with them about the trouble we were having. So they knew not to poke. Yeah. But, you know, it's also, we also are very blessed. And we we have parents who both were like, hey, I mean, you know, whether it's 
yours or whether you adopt it, whatever. Like, we'll love it no matter what. It'd still be my grandchild. So we thankfully are blessed in that way. But I can see that, oh, fucking people just asking, well, why can't you just be happy with one child? Well, fuck you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because I want more children to share our love. Like, <laughs> not your business. Um, okay. Keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah. It's right. also not your business if a person doesn't want kids. Also, correct. Correct. There's a whole subreddit for that. Subreddit for that. Uh, that I had Did no idea. Did you make idea. a new thing? You just made a new thing called a threadit. Yeah, a threadit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, TM. Reddit needs to pay me for that. There you go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. TMTM. Um, <laughs> I, I got drunk I, and put two words together, but um, yeah. You did a great job. Thanks. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I support you in this Thanks. legal matter. Um, <laughs> so I've found that many people who advocate against surrogacy have multiple children of their own. Hmm. Hmm. So have no clue what the fuck, you know, other people go through. Yeah. Um, a decision that they were free to make without being questioned because their bodies and sexual orientation made it easier to conceive. <laughs> um, I am privileged to live in a time and be in a financial situation where I had choices. Yeah. We could have adopted or decided not to have more children, but that choice, thankfully, was one my husband and I got to make independently. And we respect her for it. Yes. <laughs> That choice isn't a given for everyone, because surrogacy is more political than most people realize. Before my diagnosis, I didn't know that surrogacy laws are different in each state, and that surrogacy is illegal in New York, where I live. Legislation to change that was shut down last year, and there is an array of advocates trying to end surrogacy on a national level. What the flying fuck? Why? Because we can't... (laughs) We can't let people because we have can't their... we can't do anything. We can't let people have kids when they want to have kids, and we can't let people get rid of kids they don't want to have. Yeah, are you serious? So we're to have absolutely no agency over anything whatsoever. No decisions can be made. I can't with people. The arguments against surrogacy raise valid points. <clears throat> Paid surrogacy commodifies women's bodies. And it's not a purely altruistic act because of the financial considerations. Even Gloria Steinem has advocated against it, saying that saying it put disenfranchised women at the financial and emotional mercy of wealthier and more privileged individuals. Except that it doesn't always, and there are ways to avoid that, for fuck's sake. Um, when I was considering surrogacy, all of these issues were on my mind. But then I spoke to people who were surrogates, and the more I delved into the issue, the more insulting I found those objections. We are all allowed to be paid for a whole host of things that are dangerous and invasive to our bodies. Coal mining, extreme sports, going to war. And women have fiercely fought for the right to decide when we will or won't be pregnant. For fuck's sake, yes. The idea that potential surrogates are too naive to know the risk is condescending. And the concept that in the United States, someone becomes a surrogate accidentally or against their will is laughable. Agencies and doctors involved in surrogacy have guidelines that require stringent background checks, physicals, conversations, and psychological screenings. Then there are the people who question women's motives for being a surrogate. 
Oh, Lord. Opponents say that the financial component of being paid for the pregnancy negates any sense of accompanying altruism. But no one questions a soldier for being patriotic and wanting a salary. Yeah. Both can be true and valid motives. And also, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) That's my question. It's no one's business. Why do you care? It's not altruistic that I work for the company I work for. I expect compensation. Yeah. If they weren't paying me, I would not continue working for them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like any... Oh, God. Whatever. Oh, I hate people. Okay. Um, Any remaining doubts I had about the process were quelled when we were matched with a surrogate. She is a mother of two who loved being pregnant but didn't want any more children of her own. Mm -hmm. She was looking for an opportunity to earn some money but also be with her kids. There you go. Yeah. She decided to become a surrogate so she could help others in a life-changing way while helping her own family. That's fucking incredible. So you're going to deny this woman this op- this opportunity because you feel weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no murder involved. Like, there's not like you can say, oh, we're murdering people or anything like that, which is what all the, pro- the pro-life people are saying. Yeah. This is, a pro- this is the most pro-life. <laughs> How can you have a problem with this? Oh, goodness. Because they don't know. Um, They don't understand it. No, and and they won't research it. They're just judgy. And obviously, if if you get scared of something, you make a law against it and throw it in jail. (laughs) Yep. And then do cocaine about it. Yep. Um, Because there's ghosts in your blood. (laughs) Um, So she... And don't vaccinate it either. No. Um, God forbid (laughs) we do that. She had been a surrogate five times previously and created lasting bonds with the families that she helped build. That's amazing. This is not a woman unaware. Yes, this is not a woman unaware of what she is undertaking. This is a woman making a clear choice. Mm -hmm. It's strange but miraculous to watch our children grow from afar in a state where surrogacy is legal and with no control over anything that is happening to them for nine months. That would be hard. Yeah. But we have to believe that we chose a person with the same values as us. It sounds like you did. Like, this sounds like a slam dunk of a lady yeah. right here. <laughs> um, which brings me to another glaring misconception about the quote-unquote ease of using a surrogate. Many people react by pointing out the immense joy I should feel for get- having an excuse to get out of pregnancy. I didn't think I would cry. <laughs> quote oh well at least you don't have to get huge again or hey you can drink i usually smile and try to decide whether it's worth explaining that i would give anything to be huge again to feel my children growing in my body to be able to breastfeed again i would love to avoid the judgment of the sonogram tech who refused to let me facetime into an ultrasound because she didn't quote unquote agree with surrogacy oh my god i'm sorry what who the fuck are you ultrasound tech i feel fortunate to have found an incredible compassionate surrogate but i also mourn the loss of my ability to carry my own children Surrogacy is not an easy choice, and it is not undertaken without care and comp- 
compassion for the women who will give birth to someone else's biological child. Mm -hmm. We should advocate for legal protections for surrogates to mandate the things most doctors and agencies already ensure. We worked with an agency to make sure that our surrogate faced rigorous medical screenings for her own protection and ours. And we had her lawyer work with ours to write an equitable contract that protected her. Yeah. But the misunderstanding of the motives and the realities of the surrogates and the intended parents who pay them can be damaging to both sides. So those of us involved need to speak up, no matter how uncomfortable we may feel and despite the vitriol we may f- we might face. Hello, comment section. <laughs> She's cute. Um, I want my children to grow up in a world where the method of how they came into it isn't shrouded in misinformation. Yeah. I want people to engage in educated conversations and disagreements so that we can get to the best possible place to protect surrogates and the intended parents' right to make the choice that works for them. But mostly, I want people to talk about surrogacy, to remove the stigma. We live in a world with new ethical and medical choices, so let's talk about it. And that's it. That was beautiful. I thought that was important. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a comment section. Oh, here it is. I don't know if we want to go looking through that. (laughs) EBH. Whoa. What? Yeah, there's some shitty people on this. Huh. I hate the internet sometimes. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was great. And we're going to leave it on that. I'm not going to read anything, give any attention to the people that decided they needed to share their own terrible opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you ready for a break? Yeah. I've got to take care yep, of the Yeah, me too. Okay. And we're back. Hello <laughs> again. Uh <sighs> I'm going to apologize in advance if my dog starts acting a damn fool. I tried to take her outside, and she apparently didn't want to go. So, we'll see how this goes. Mm. Uh, Hence, (laughs) her being a brat. Yes. (laughs) Mm. Something's wrong. (laughs) If you don't know, I'm not telling you. Basically. (laughs) She tried to get a treat, too, and I was like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> like, I was out there no. with you. You didn't move from the porch. No. Somebody's trying to be a sneaky little bitch. She is. <laughs> Mom's going to give her a bath when she gets back. Thank God. She needs one. Good. Yeah. Stinky butt. Mm-hmm. And she won't. She won't let me do it. She will not let me. Goodness gracious. So... Passed off that torch. So now I'm going to do this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, goodness. <coughs> so I, when I was doing my research, I was obviously looking through Reddit because Reddit is a gold mine. And I found some pretty interesting stories, but like there weren't very many updates and it wasn't, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Um, and I wanted to do a case. So, uh, Carrie has already kind of touched on both of them. Um, 
but I found this really great article from the New York Times by, um, what is his name? Clyde Haberman. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Baby M and the Question of Surrogate Motherhood. Um, so it's it's an interesting little op-ed, but it brought up the story of um, Sarah and Abraham. Abraham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I decided I wanted to kind of deep dive into that. So uh, I am reading from my personal Bible. It's the New International Version. Um, if you've got no one at home and want to read along with me, you can. Um, but there were just some interesting points in here that I thought would be just kind of fun to look at as a story, as we normally do. So, like, I'm not saying that this is 100% right or wrong. I'm just saying this is what's here. You're using it as a historical text. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, to anyone who just had their hair raised because I'm reading from the Bible, I'm sorry, but it is... <laughs> We've talked it's about it's recorded. historical, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's it's the first recorded instance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have discussed we are a little church here at Talk Cricket. <laughs> so <laughs> here we go. Um, so this is Genesis chapter sixteen, uh, verse one. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, he was Abram oh, at Oh, so we called it servant in the article that I found. Yeah. <laughs> it, here it's slave. We're going all the way. It's, woo! Now, there's a lot that's fucked up about this story, which that is why... changes, yeah, I don't like this story. That's why I got <laughs> upset when you said you were going to do it. Just put... Personally, I don't care for this story. It's upsetting. I don't either. But but I wanted to talk about it for a lot of reasons. Okay. <laughs> I don't need the judgment. <laughs> um, I'm just going to let it happen. So, do you just go ahead? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Fuck, I lost my place. Okay. She had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abraham, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan for ten years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. A fucking would too. Um, uh, yeah, totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> then Sarai say to, said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and I'm me. I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. This is why I don't fucking like Sarah. This is why I don't like the story. Yeah. <laughs> it's catty and full of bullshit. Yes. Which is why it's very good that we have laws and stuff in place now, which is why... And this is what the... Well, this is what the objectors, I'm sure, are using as their baseline for... Well, this is what could happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay, but it's not the year whatever the fuck. Yeah. We didn't... There's not a year, again, (laughs) 
for this story. I feel like we've evolved a little more than this, but that's why there's legal com- legal things now. Like, yeah. y'all can just shut up. Which is why I'm and going to... And if this does happen, it doesn't affect you, so yeah. shut up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm going to talk about the Baby M case in a little bit, too. I love that. I'm excited because I don't know anything about that, so... It just, it wasn't very, um... There's not a whole lot of information on it, is the thing, because there was a lot of... I mean, there were a lot of interviews done, but it was just... It kind of wasn't focusing on the child, really. It was just focusing on the parents. And I kind of wanted something that also focused on what happened to the child after. So I... That's part of why I did this this way. So, mm. just trust me. Um, okay. <laughs> so, your slave is... I trust you. <laughs> your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarah mistreated oh Hagar. God. So, she fled from her. So she, Meaning, she beat the shit out of her. Yep. I bet. Yep. And called her names. And was rude. Mm-hmm. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard heard of your misery. And Ishmael uh, means God hears. He will be a wild donkey. Yeah. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, (laughs) and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name... That doesn't sound great. (laughs) Nope, but we'll get there. (laughs) She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Lai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. Yeek! Yeah. So now we're jumping. I can only think about old man balls. <laughs> I know. It's gross. It's all I can see. <laughs> hey there, little lady. Ugh. What? Yep. <sighs> okay. So now we're... Uh, Sarah... Sarah and Abram's names have officially been changed to Sarah and Abraham because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we did that. Yeah, because we did that. That's what <coughs> happened. Um, so now we're in Genesis chapter 21. Um, so it makes the Bible so confusing for so many people because everyone's names change. Yeah. So, and I just want to point out that Abraham was, how old was he? He was 86 when Ishmael was born. 86? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now say you just said it. I don't remember though. <laughs> now when Isaac, the son that was promised to Abraham and Sarah, when he was born, Abraham was a hundred years old. Um, so there's a God. 
like 14 year difference. So the nutrients that the food must have had at that time. Like, <laughs> yeah. How are you? Th- oh my gosh. And you know how hard it is when like <laughs> older people have, or you, you know, like when a, an older guy marries someone much younger and then they have kids again mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm 60 and I have a four year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I thought I was done. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine the language barrier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where you're like, oh, God, talk. let me talk to an 18-year-old lately. Yeah. Like, just, it's a whole different, what? You're 100. <laughs> and you have an infant. The sleep deprivation and the arthritis <laughs> and the, <laughs> oh, God. Could not imagine. Nope. Oh, goodness. All right. So things get a little dark here, as if they weren't already. Um, And so Sarah has nothing to do with this kid. This is a case of surrogacy where the person who wanted a child decided she no longer wanted that child and just said, fuck you to that kid. Um. Which is what I had a problem with. This is reminding me of that Solomon story with the uh, the the lady um, who steals the baby. Yes. And then decides, hey, yeah, I'll take half a baby. Uh, sure. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't want that baby for the reasons you're telling me you wanted the baby. Why would you want half a baby? What are you going to say? <laughs> hey, this is my half a... This is my baby corpse? <laughs> I doubt that brings you the same status and attention. No. (laughs) (laughs) That whole baby (laughs) thievery would have. (laughs) Like, I don't. What? Neither one is great. (laughs) No. No. Neither one. (laughs) This is the, uh, this is the rated R part of the version, part of the Bible that we talk about. Everyone asks, like, it's full of sugar and unicorns and it's not. Oh, no. Actually, I don't think there's any unicorns. No, no unicorns. <laughs> I wish there was. Or sugar. Sometimes there's dates. We <laughs> talk about dates sometimes, which have sugar in them. <laughs> um, okay, so Genesis chapter 21, verse 8. Um, so Isaac uh, grew and was weaned. And on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar... With who? They don't tell me. This is just what I know. (laughs) With who? (laughs) It's just you guys in a tent. (laughs) All right, whatever. Um, It's just us. Yeah, (laughs) it's just them. Um, But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had born to Abraham was mocking... As 14-year-old boys do. Um, Especially ones who have been abandoned. Yeah. Yeah, I'd mock the kid, too. Um, Ugh, I don't blame him. <laughs> and she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son, Isaac. The matter distressed oh Abraham God. greatly because it concerned his son, 
But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Which is why we have lots of problems with the God of the Old Testament. Um, I will make the son of the slave into a nation also, because he is your offspring. Um... So... Not a great way to word things. No. I mean, far be it from me to question the Lord, (laughs) but, um... (laughs) Abandon your child is probably not (laughs) what God should be telling. Other ways that one could have worded that. (laughs) How about let them, set them free, he'll be okay, his mother will take care of him? Yeah. Like, that might have been a way to say it yeah (laughs) not fuck him (laughs) Uh, fuck him listen to your bitch wife (laughs) who didn't listen to me in the first place which is is a bitch yeah (laughs) um so god heard the boy crying because later the poor child is crying because he can't get water um a lot happens uh but we don't need to really get into that um God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. So, got a wife for him. Got a wife for him. Wow. Because that's how we word it. Was she a slave, too? Um, I do Leave don't... the Egyptian women alone, yeah. Sarah. Oh, not Sarah. His his actual mother, Hagar. Oh, this is Ishmael. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought we were talking about Isaac. I was confused. No, it's okay. Sorry. Um, Never mind. <laughs> so, now we're jumping ahead. Right after the death of Abraham, we Look, get... Look, son, I got you this lady. <laughs> um, right after the death of Abraham, we get an update about Ishmael. So, um, this is Genesis chapter 25, verse 12. This is the account of the family... Isn't he a redhead? Is that not real? That's a different one. That's one of Isaac's sons. Because oh, Isaac... Okay. Isaac is the See, grand... there's so many. Yeah. Um, Isaac... Yeah, he has like 12 kids, doesn't he? No, no, no. Isaac... No. Uh, because Abraham... What? Okay, listen. Because Abraham and... Is Sa- that Jacob? Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to tell I'm you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry! I'm just trying to remember it's, all the things. It's, it's okay. I, I was... I have a family tree... Actually, there's also a jacket involved. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, there's with this family. there's too much that happens. <laughs> there's so much. So here, I'm gonna go through Ishmael, and then I will tell you what happened with Isaac, because I think this was yes. This is what I wanted to get to. Um, so Genesis chapter 25, verse 12. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son Ishmael whom Sarah's slave, Hagar the Egyptian, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael listed in the order of their birth. Nebaioth, the firstborn of Ishmael. Sure. Kedar. I'm glad that you're going to try and read a bunch of names. Yeah. That you're not going to be able to pronounce. This is going to be really fun for me. Yeah. 
I, I thought you'd have fun with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kedar, Advil, Nibsum, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jeter, Nafish, and Kedama. These were the mm-hmm. sons of Ishmael. Yep, sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> these were the sons of Ishmael, and these are the names of the 12 tribal rulers according to their settlements and camps. Ishmael lived 137 years. He breathed his last and died, and he was gathered to his people. His descendants settled in the area from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt, as you go toward Asher. And they lived in hostility toward all the tribes related to them. But, I I also used Wikipedia in my search. Um, also a solid... <laughs> yeah. Um, solid source. So, some Christians believe that God fulfills his promises to Ishmael and his mother uh, by blessing the Arab nations, who are the Ishmaelites, with oil and political strength. So, he has kept them in good favor. Um, same can't be said for Israel. Um, Isaac, because his parents jumped the gun, he was not the one to have 12 children. It was his... Um, his son? Yeah, it was his son. His son. Yeah. So Isaac is considered the grandfather well, of the tribes so of Israel. It's kind of like how Anakin, I'm going to pull this into Star Wars context for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how Anakin fucked himself by going to the dark side. So in turn, his son became the chosen one. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> Parallels everywhere. Yep. So Sarah and Abraham had Isaac. And Isaac married Rebekah, and he had Esau and Jacob. Then Jacob married Rachel. Esau. Is that the redhead? Esau, yes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I knew there was a ginger in here somewhere. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, So Jacob married Rachel and Leah, and he had children with them. And then he also had children with their slaves, Zilpa and Bilha. Okay, I feel like we've gotten away from surrogacy yeah. now. Well, <laughs> this I'm just trying to put it in context, but everyone's fucking everyone. It sounds like yeah, everyone does fuck everyone. Um, and then their children become the twelve tribes of Israel that have a lot of issues because nobody's listening, because that's apparently what happens in the Bible. Um. Hmm. So, that's, I I mean, I feel like God just kind of was like, yo, Ishmael, I'm sorry you got caught up in this. I'm going to go ahead and make you a nation now. You're not going to have to wait another generation. Here you go, Mm -hmm. 12 kids, and I'm going to take care of you the rest of your life because you got a shitty hand. So, I thought that was just an interesting, an interesting story, Mm -hmm. if nothing else. Um... Well, I mean, it's the first story, that's for sure. Yeah, so... And it definitely paints a picture as to why we need laws and why we need things to be fair so that we protect everyone involved so shit like this doesn't happen. Exactly. Because history repeats itself. Um, Yes. So, baby M. Because people be stupid. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, baby M in this... um, this article. Sorry, I got the hiccups. Um, Clyde, <laughs> before he gets How in. How dare you? 
<laughs> Before Clyde gets into the story of Baby M, he recounts the story of Abraham and Sarai. Who's Clive? Clyde, the person who wrote the article that I okay. am about <laughs> I was like, to read. Who the fuck is Clyde? <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't mention his name. Yes, I did. You didn't you listen. Did? <laughs> I could have. I did listen. <laughs> I don't have any brain cells. It's okay. Um, I thought I would remember a name like Clyde. Yeah, it's a name. Is it Clyde or Clive? Clyde. C-L-Y-D-E. <laughs> it's interesting. That's the... Uh... Oh, man. The sidekick of the villain in Despicable Me 3. <laughs> He might be a robot. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure his name is Clive. Huh. Because I think that's a favorite name of the South Park guys. And that's <laughs> who the voice is. <laughs> Fair. Is Trey from South Park. <laughs> um. Okay. So Clyde brings up that story. He doesn't really talk about it well. Um. So I wanted to jump into it because I thought if we're going to bring it up, we might as well talk about it. Um, so fast forward a few thousand years and we see that such kinks in human nature have not been entirely ironed out. A stubborn reality, even if the technology of baby you making... Don't say! <laughs> even if the technology of baby making is vastly different from what it was in... Um, Wait. Wait a second. You're telling me that the kinks of humanity haven't been ironed out? No. Really? <laughs> no, they have not. Wait, why are we doing this podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> to highlight all the kinks? Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was hilarious. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so, a stubborn reality. Hold the phone. <laughs> A stubborn reality, even if the technology of baby making is vastly different from what it was in Sarai and Hagar's day. So, um, apparently there was a series of documentary videos um, called Retro Report, and they brought up the Baby M case. So, this was... Um, this happened in the 1980s. It was the first instance of American courts as dealing with the validity of a surrogacy contract and the nettlesome question of who should have custody of the child. In New Jersey in 1985, a woman of no great means, Mary Beth Whitehead, entered into a contract with William Stern, whose wife, Elizabeth, had multiple sclerosis and feared she could endure sev severe health problems were she to become pregnant. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Hang on just a second. Okay. My husband just came in here and changed his clothes and then turned the lights off on me. Uh. So pause. Okay. <laughs> For two seconds. Turd. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, okay. So she was afraid. I was just sitting in here in the dark waiting for him to open the door back on and be like, Sorry. <laughs> And he did not come back. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um. Ugh. All right. Okay. So, Elizabeth Stern was worried she 
wouldn't be able to carry to term, basically. And she didn't want to die trying to have a kid. So, for $10,000, equivalent to about... That is not valid. <laughs> it is too Sorry. valid. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, How can you listen to that story and be like, oh, no? Yeah. Oh, God. I can't with people. Me neither. Um, <laughs> so, for $10,000, equivalent to about 22000 today... Uh, Miss Whitehead agreed to be inseminated with Mr. Stern's sperm, carry the pregnancy to term, and then yield parental rights to the more affluent Stern's. But after the birth of a girl, referred to as Baby M in court papers. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Was, was this, was this a half and half situation? Uh. Was it her egg? Yes. Or was it the mom's egg? Yes. Um, so Mary Beth was inseminated with his sperm. Okay, so it was her, so it was half her kid biologically. Yep. Yeah, okay. So that's what makes it complicated. Yeah. So, um, but after the birth of her daughter, um, Miss Whitehead had a change of heart. Technically, it wasn't supposed to be her daughter, but, you know. She chose to forsake Mm. the $10,000 and keep the girl. Predictably, matters went about as well as they did for Hagar and Sarai. The Stearns sued. They prevailed... Um, yeah, that's different, though. Yeah. Because um, Mrs. Stern didn't suddenly say, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, very different. Yeah. You reneged on consent. That's not cool. Yeah. So they... Pre- you can't just say, no, keep your money. They've, they've paid for all this other shit, too. Yeah. Not just what they paid you. That's... Mm, yep. That's not cool. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I don't agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They prevailed in a lower state court, but in 1988, the New Jersey Supreme Court reversed that decision. It invalidated the surrogacy contract as an affront to public policy and called the intended payment illegal, perhaps criminal, and potentially degrading to women. Nonetheless... Nonetheless, the court gave custody to the Cerns, saying that this was in the best interest of the child. So that's three years after they had the kid, and they're still having to deal with that. Oh. Um. So. Uh, mm. So, questions abound here. See, that's why, that's, that's, this is what set the precedent for all the legal stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the contracts and all the psychological stuff. That's why um, I'm guessing this was her first child, too. So that's why, again, you're supposed to have already had a kid. Yeah. So that you know. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. you, Yeah. For a multitude of reasons. Yeah. So there, there were but, a bunch. I mean, I, this is the egg that we had to crack to make the omelet. Yeah. Which sucks, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see where this is setting precedent. Yeah. For better things. So, this is pretty interesting. Um, So, questions abound. Does surrogacy violate God's law, as some believe? On a more temporal plane, does it amount to baby selling, as the New Jersey High Court said? Or is the surrogate mother, gestational carrier is the more common term, selling not a child. I'm sorry. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Are we really going to say, does it violate God's law when you literally just talked about a dude who had like five wives he was fucking? Yep. 
Which people don't agree with. Mm-hmm. So we're just picking and choosing now. Yep. From the Old Testament. Yep. Which you're not supposed to pick and choose from or use really as an example. <laughs> well, he's, but it's not that he's saying this. It's, that's No, what, I know, but it's just, yeah. I'm just pointing out a clear contradiction here. Yeah. Um, so. This is like the, uh, the one that people use against gay people that's right next door to a verse about not being allowed to eat shrimp. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh no that's just for jewish people what pick a lane <laughs> <laughs> so um is she not only uh selling a child but rather her uterine services do such contracts exploit poor women for the benefit <laughs> of people with services slap that on your resume yeah <laughs> do such hilarious. I love that term. <laughs> <laughs> do such contracts exploit poorer women for the benefit of people with more money? Is this an instance of a woman's being reduced to a mere commodity in the reproductive marketplace? That was a claim put forth no. in the Baby M case by a group of feminists, a word more in vogue then than now, who set aside their usual insistence that no one may tell a woman what she can or cannot do with her own body. See, that's super hypocritical. Yep. Um, so we talked a little bit about how all the laws are different and he brings that up too. Um, mm-hmm. so, okay. I just, I thought this was a interesting way to close it. Um, Hagar's child, okay. the Bible says, gave rise to a great nation. The stern whitehead child gave rise to a great nation's continuing debate over genetics and ethics. As for Baby M herself, you may be wondering where she is today. Reared as Melissa Stern, she turns 28 on uh, Thursday. She is married and lives and works in London. And this was actually published back in uh, 2014. So she's um, older now. Um, She's fully married, probably with a family of her own. Yeah. Killing it and living her damn life. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she's married and lives and works in London. Back in 1987, after l- the lower court ruled against her, Mary Beth Whitehead said bitterly in an interview with the New York Times that once the daughter finds out what happened, once she finds out what the Stearns have done and allowed their attorneys to do, I feel she will be angry, and that anger will be directed at the Stearns. That seems to not be the case. Melissa Stern has generally avoided the limelight, but in 2007, she spoke to the magazine New Jersey Monthly and said of the Stearns, I love my family very much and I'm very happy to be with them. I'm very happy. Yeah, I- because they wanted them. They wanted their child. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm very happy I ended up with them. I love them and they're my best friends in the whole world. And that's all I have to say about it. So. It, you can't project your own feelings onto what you think a baby is going to feel. Yeah. You have no idea. If they had been shitty parents, maybe, but they v- clearly very much wanted a child. Yeah. And when you go through all of that to keep your child, you're going to make sure you parent as best as you possibly can and make it count. Exactly. In general. Now, there are some people that have bad motives, but mm-hmm. that's very rare, I would say. Mm-hmm. And that's why... They went through the contract for the intended purposes, and it worked out fine. Yeah. So, that's why I wanted to kind of talk about this. I wanted to talk a little bit about how the children of surrogacy do. 
when mm-hmm. it's done for the right reasons, when, you know, when the child is wanted, how it works out for them, and uh, why. And, yeah, and I, I think it's important that they didn't lie yeah. as well, which is huge. Mm-hmm. That's when you run into all kinds of issues, especially when the kid's adopted and stuff like that, is when you lie and then trust is broken. So it's, it's, it seems like in both, both cases, honestly, things worked out as well as they could. Yeah. I mean, things were pretty primitive in the, uh, the Ishmael case, <laughs> <Yeah>. but you know. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I thought that those were interesting. Done. So yeah. Very nice. Yeah. You brought it full circle. Look at you. Thank you. Very, very nice. I knew that I was probably going to step on your toes a little bit when I did the timeline, but I wanted to show the No, the it's steps. okay. I thought it was funny. So, and <laughs> I gave no details, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> That's why I was like, God damn it. I, know. I just wanted it to be funny. I wasn't mad at you. I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Whoops. I, that's why I did it slow, though, for that one. I was like, wait, this is a case. I wonder if she's doing this. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> All right. You ready for a game? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for a game. Oh, goodness. All right. So, wait. Well, before I, I guess before we go into this, I just want to say real quick that it's important when we're forming opinions like this to make sure that we read the opinions of people who have actually gone through the thing we're making an opinion about absolutely because and then to take that as as fact because they've been through it and they know and you don't because you haven't you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. it's it's important that when you read through things and then you see that it's important to learn and change your opinions that's a sign of emotional maturity not to hear something completely reject it you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Adults who are mature question themselves and question their beliefs. And so it's important when you hear the, all this positivity to not continue to oppose something that clearly has some beautiful results. Yeah. So just wanted to throw that two cents into the collection tray. You know, there are so, some um, things, especially like this, uh, that people oppose. And I'm just like, why the fuck do you have an opinion on it like clearly no reason for your opinion <laughs> it's not going to affect you you're clearly able to have all of the children or what or none of the children that you want and yeah. you have no no choices taken from you you don't get to make an opinion yeah you're making assumptions based on your own negative thoughts yeah is what i feel like but Whatever. I feel like a lot of times people's opinions when they're negative like that tend to reflect more on their own impulses. Yep. It's like, well, I'm sorry. That's how you would behave (laughs) if you were. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're being a dick. Yes. Oh, goodness. Why can't we just let people do their thing? Okay. So just let people have lives and families. Jeez. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So this is our game. Uh, called If You Had To by Drunk Sunder Stupid. Um, I think it's your turn to go first. It is. And this is relevant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it? Yep. I didn't look when I sent it, okay. so. So if you had to, would you have your mm-hmm. firstborn raised by baboons and return to you at age 13? <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> no. No! <laughs> Oh my god! 
<laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Or enter the Hunger Games with everyone in this group. Meaning you and me, I guess. No. I mean, if we could both win. Yeah. <laughs> like Come Peta from, yeah. And, and Katniss, then sure. Um, I guess we'd have to fake a love story, too, like they did. <laughs> In order to get through. Oh. But I would definitely choose that over giving my child to baboons. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, neither one is great. Like. <laughs> no, but I'll... Like, if, <laughs> but if I'm going to... Would gonna... you rather be shot in the in the shoulder or the leg? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? If I'm going to do the I'm Hunger gonna... Games, I would want to do it with you. I'd trust Aww, that you wouldn't thanks, kill buddy. me. Yeah, thanks. No, I wouldn't kill you. Or would I? Maybe I've. It, that's my long con. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. This whole time you've oh, just wanted goodness. to murder me. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Okay, that so would be I fine. have a couple things to plug. <laughs> I have a couple things to plug that have brought me joy. Okay. Um, over the past week. Um, so the comedian that we were referencing last week, I believe, mm-hmm. Hannah Gatsby. Yeah. Um, she has two specials on Netflix. They are both incredible. One of them is called Nanette, which actually made comic history. Really? Um, and started a comedic revolution. So um, it is unbelievably powerful. And then her um, follow-up one to that is Douglas, which, if you can't tell, she's amazing. And she names, literally names her comedy specials. And I find that delightful. And if anyone else copies it, they're fully just copying her straight up. Because that's hilarious. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I, I'm telling you guys, I watched Nanette. And I'd heard about it a lot. I'd heard people referencing this one. I'd It popped up on my feed. It is a 99% match like a year ago when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to be a lot. And so I avoided it. And then I watched her little blib about being autistic and um, fell in love with her. And so I looked her up on Netflix and that one popped up. And to be honest with you, it's both delightful and you will also cry. And it is amazing. And it's a story that needs to be told, particularly now Mm -hmm. um, during Pride Month and also um, civil rights and everything that's going on right now. And um, then Douglas, what you'll, I peed myself, literally <laughs> laughing so, so hard. It was so great. It was just as powerful. And um, a little lot more lighthearted, though. <laughs> I will say a lot more lighthearted. Um, and again, she's amazing. So um, and she's an autistic comedian. And um, I thought it was also really great. I Just as a quick add-in to our autism episode that towards the end of that, um, towards the end of Douglas, which is the one where she's mainly focusing on being autistic and stuff. Um, she talks about how she loves the way that she thinks because it's different Mm -hmm. and how, yes, it can be isolating, but that it's something, especially now that she's been diagnosed, it's something that she, something else to embrace and love about herself because she's been given resources and things like that. So I think it's important to hear from you know, the source itself, uh-huh. <laughs> the people who actually have it, and instead of trying to speak for others, and I don't know, everyone just please go watch it. It'll lighten, it'll brighten your day and lighten your heart, and uh, 
that was just the highlight of my weekend. Oh, <laughs> I was giggling to myself because <laughs> I was watching it on my phone with headphones in. Yeah. So I was just chuckling in the other room while Josh <laughs> did whatever he was doing. <laughs> I'm sure it was creepy, but <laughs> it was great. It was great. Oh, good. Anything? What about you? Um, anything? You got anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything joyful? <laughs> yes, my poems uh, went up today. They yes. are officially published. Um, so I'm really excited Yay! about that. They can be uh, found on the WKU website. Um, I'll post a link to it in the description. Uh, like, I'll post a link to exactly where you can go to find them. Um, the 2020... You're so talented. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. The 2020 edition of Zephyrus is beautiful. I can't wait to have a hard copy. Um, I've got great friends in there that have wonderful pieces as well. Um, so definitely read through the whole thing. Um, there are beautiful poems, beautiful short stories. But also just read K's because <laughs> hers are the best. Oh, thank you. <laughs> actually, I actually don't know that. I haven't read any of the other things. I just know that. <laughs> confidence. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, and I've been writing a lot. So uh, my mind is really going. I need to have a short story finish before I go back to school. So I'm working on that right now because I have a harder time with short projects because mm-hmm. I like to expand on things. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm doing that. I have written uh, with a friend of mine. We have written over 250,000 words in two months that's amazing yeah so oh, i'm so glad for you that you get you. to like actually spend time on things that are creative thank that you. bring you joy instead of like you said like just either recovering from work or getting through work yeah like that's just that's invaluable yeah so yeah so it's been Yay. it's been really good and really proud of what i've been able to do just when i've that's started awesome. focusing on it so um yeah yeah it's amazing what you can do when you give something your full attention isn't it oh yeah it's just crazy yeah i've been oh, really man. working so on trying you. to do that lately thank you i just I, good job i want to i want to be able to focus on things i want to be able to focus on myself i've never done that and it's taken me a very mm-hmm. long time to learn how to do that um so and you're doing it yeah and I, <laughs> I might have mentioned this a while ago, but I did start writing a little comedy special, and I've been kind of working on that too. Um, and I like where that's going. So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, good for you. Thank you. All right, you guys. Well, we love you so much. Please continue to stay safe. Um, remember that wearing your mask isn't just for you; it's for others. Nope, and, it's a sign of respect. Um, Yes, and um, definitely do everything that you can to learn and be more understanding of the Black Lives Matter movement. Vote for fuck's sake, and remember... You are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. 
You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.